This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas Hospital Association. This is Steve Pogue, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of our KHSC podcast series. Running a retirement program for hospital employees seems to be getting more difficult as time moves forward. There are compliance issues, benchmarking, fund selection and review, and other fiduciary duties, not to mention trying to keep up with the latest in technology and information for participants. With me today is Ryan Rink with Two West Advisors. Two West is one of the key players in the KHA-sponsored HARP, Hospital Association Retirement Program. Ryan will provide some answers to the complex issues surrounding retirement benefit programs. Ryan, what do you see as the key issues facing hospital HR departments as they provide a retirement program for their employees? Oh, Steve, that's a deep one. That's a deep one. Uh, I look at I look at this industry when I got into it, I don't know, 20 years ago. And back then, all we did as consultants was run around and talk about investments, 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 right? And so today, that, that whole world has changed, um, meaning that, you know, the HR departments today, just due to regulatory environments, have to be compliance officers, if you will, right? There's a lot of notices you have to send out. Steve, there's been the Pension Protection Act, the CARES Act, Secure Act, Secure Point. 2.0. I mean, there's all kinds of things coming at you. Um, and then just running your plan documents. So I, you know, I look at the HR departments as they weren't trained necessarily, nor do they have a lot of uh, excitement when it comes to running the compliance end of the retirement plan, right? Um, so that's a challenge because what that what that typically is doing is creating less time to go back and do things that put you at the top of your license, right? So doing those types of tasks, Steve anymore you're kind of trying to look for you know people are looking for getting time back shucking some of that liability of doing it wrong and just getting out of the compliance game right well i certainly hear that a lot from our hospitals when i'm talking with them so you know are there any unique solutions out there to help uh, mitigate some of these issues yeah i mean there's all kinds of different things that you can do to outsource time and liability and compliance um I think where where the design is, I mean, people can go out and find that stuff, um, but you're you're paying for it on your own, right? And it's hard to discern who's good at what particular job. There's a lot of functions that have to um, work properly in the retirement plan. But what we've done um, in conjunction with you and other associations is build it more like a, a group purchasing organization, right? A lot of people are familiar with that, but um, you know, we built with you guys along with, uh, you know, your your board that that hospital association retirement plan was primarily designed to give people solace, if you will, to find all those things at a discounted rate that you can't typically afford on your own. And, and, and Steve, we're looking at we're looking at small rural, you know, hospitals, right? There's not a lot of resources out there. The budgets are thin. Um but the expertise out in the rural markets is a little different than what you find in the larger mid to larger cities. So bringing these types of solutions in an aggregated format really provided a ton of benefit, like just to get things you couldn't get on your own, right? Which is the whole point. So I think, Ryan, as we've talked about, we've called this uh, a, a me app, I guess, a multiple employee aggregation program. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, you can pretty much call it. So, Steve, financial services is known for just jargon, right? There, there's all kinds of forms of PEPs, GOPs, MEPs, MEPs, closed, open, aggregation, 
consortium. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to not only structure them, but what they're called. We, we chose to go with the term multiple employer because people can understand that and, and just go with an aggregation program, meaning a borderline a buying club where you're, you're still your own unique personality. You're still a single plan, but you now have access in that group pooled environment to, to get those resources that we were just talking about. But multiple employer aggregation program, not a plan, a program is what we've decided to call it. But between you and I and everybody else, it's a buying club. So, you know, what does that buying club get us? I mean, I, I know we've worked on uh, like an investment lineup. I know we have other partners that are involved. So maybe give some of the nuts and bolts behind what that provides. Yeah, I mean, when, when you build these programs, you have to have certain vendors in place. So, you know, Two West is a fiduciary on the investment side. We've got a fiduciary um, compliance officer, if you will, and tag resources. They're the ones that we were just kind of talking about that can help alleviate that. Somebody's got to be a record keeper. Somebody's got to be a custodian and hold the money. Somebody's got to help with administrative functions. Um, there's just a lot of functions that, that need to be done. So uh, we partner with TIAA, TAG, and Two West are the three primary um, uh, vendors. And then those that fall under ERISA uh, that have to require plan audits, which are quite a few. We've got a, a really low cost, good quality auditor that we use in culture justice as well. So we've added a few hospitals uh, underneath our HARP program. Uh, you know, maybe what have been some of the biggest surprises or the biggest success stories that you've come up with so far? Oh, I think the biggest surprises is just uh, how long it takes. You know, when you build something like this, I had the vision of Field of Dreams, right? You build it, people are going to show up in droves because it's cool. It's not how it works. <laughs> it's just not how it works. Um, so that's been a little bit of a surprise. Um, I think the fun part about it is when you when you get the opportunity to sit with somebody, and I'll just use Todd Willard and his team over at um, Community Health Services in Onega. You know, these are very smart executive type people, but sometimes it's just you don't know what you don't know, right? My industry is notorious for not telling you everything, right? We're going to tell you what you need to hear in order to get the deal done. And, uh, you know, they asked me, they were with a vendor. They did not have a consultant. And they had asked me through this process before they even joined the, the HARP to come sit in on one of their presentations from their vendor so I could be a filter and basically wait for the vendor to walk out and then tell them exactly what they didn't tell them, right? And uh, it was funny. Todd likes to tell this story too because I told Todd exactly what was going to happen and how it was going to go down before I even got there. And as soon as the meeting was over, Todd goes, wow, you were dead on. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that form of just doing the right, doing the next right thing and helping somebody out, you know, we ended up, you know, earning the business, but in that situation, um, by not knowing how to ask the right questions or not having the right, you know, people on the team, that was a significant six figure savings just in fees. Right, let alone liability protection and getting time back and, and all those things. So, you know, I, Steve, I always tell people uh, the three the, the three bites at the apple that are the easiest to get are time, liability, and, and low cost. That's it. But as this market has changed, um, the expectations are a lot different than they used to be. So now people are looking at technology. What does that look like? How do we buy better technology as a group, right? Um, 
pensions are coming back. People want guaranteed income, right? That's how do we, how do we provide for that? Financial wellness is probably the hottest topic in the marketplace today. I know you guys just implemented it. So the advisor of tomorrow inside of these programs has to continuously, you know, be at the, the front edge of innovation because the demand is there. And especially in this virtual world that we're all living in, you better have some solutions to, to taking care of people that live in Scott City because it's not close, right? Doesn't mean you don't go out there, but you better have some really good solutions for people in order to make these things work like they were supposed to. Right. Yeah. So you've seen some great success in terms of uh, you know, reduction in hours of, of the time of HR staff. And I know there's been some client compliance issues that you've uh, shored up, but you also talked about the fee savings, maybe both to the hospital in terms of some of their auditing requirements, but also the participants have been maybe the real winners in terms of fees and, and how they're having those reduced. So, you know, that sounds like a great opportunity. Who, who can be part of this HARP? Is there any limitations that you would see if, you know, if you had a certain hospital come, you'd say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, this doesn't fit you. What, what kind of limitations would there be? Well, first of all, you have to be a not-for-profit, right? Or a nonprofit. It's not built for the for-profit sector of healthcare. Um, and I'll give a couple examples. Um, you know, it, it really goes back to nine times out of 10, Steve, it's going to make mathematical sense from a liability time and, and um, a fee standpoint, at least two out of the three. I think where, where we have found that it's not for everybody is because change is hard, right? Change is hard. There has to be a real compelling reason to change. Um, Holton Community Hospital was a great um, a, a, a great success story because they had, they had pain. They really had some pain and this was an opportunity for them to solve some of that pain and get more. And then, um, as I just told you, there's certain like Slina regional as a client of two West and have been for a long time, but Steve, they're so big. They're their own city. All right. Their retirement plans, 150, $200 million, right? The ones that I'm talking about are 10 million, 6 million rush counties, 1 million. I mean, you don't have any, you know, authoritative buying power at that size. And my industry will take advantage of you. It's very, that's how it works. So, um, and then, you know, I just told you we ran into, um, um, I was at Hodgman County. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, we did a nice review for them. And can they save time and liability and money? Sure, but it wasn't significant enough. And I was the first, and I'm always gonna be the first person to tell you, this probably would benefit you, but you're in a really good spot because the person that they've got over there that's been running their retirement plans engaged, she knows what she's doing, right? So, you know, that was a situation where it just probably didn't make sense today. Let's just kind of sit on it, know that it's here and then go try to find the people that are really hurting, like the ones that I've, the, some of those success stories that, that we've got so far. Well, so if, if somebody says, hey, this is kind of interesting to me, I appreciate your honesty and you being up front, if, if this isn't a good fit, you'll let us know. But if they want to get started and understand how the part might benefit them, what would they need to do to provide to you? What kind of information do they have to get to you? So at a real high level is where we start. Um, we just call it a fiduciary risk review. And again, I'm focused on fees, investments, and uh, fiduciary. We call it the triple Fs, fees, funds, and fiduciary. So folks would give us their fee disclosures, and then their plan statement, which basically tells me, here's the ticker symbols of the mutual funds and here's how much money is in each, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the fee disclosures, 
Um, those two documents we can put into a filter and it kicks out a nice little 10, 12 page report that is just black and white blunt. Here's your fee, here's our fee of the program, right? Here's the funds, here's how that, you know, that we look at it. But it's a cool piece um, because there's not, there's no fudge to it, right? It's just black and white blunt. Two pieces of information and probably, I don't know, a three to five day turnaround. And then um, we just jump on a call and go through it and just see where the conversation leads at a real high level. Because then once, once we start looking at that, that's when we start having a second meeting, third meeting, fourth meeting. Sometimes board members like to get involved and then finance committees and it goes from there, but that's a starting point. And sometimes that's just a good piece because you can eliminate this conversation for the next three years because it doesn't make sense for you. So I almost look at it as an elimination report than a qualification report. Well, I know one, one thing that sometimes can get in the way is uh, maybe a hospital has some local advisor that they like to work with or that they feel like politically they need to work with. Um, you know, how would the HARP be able to uh, integrate with that local advisor? So that was important and part of the design on, on the architecture of this program. Um, the, the HARP does not care, 2West does not care, right? Um, we work with other advisors. Their capacity may change a little bit because then they would be really just kind of doing some reporting that's provided to them, right? Um, and then really, I think where I find a lot of those local advisors, they've built some really good relationships with the clients and I don't want to unseat them because they've, they've been there a long time. And they know the people, right? And so they, they can also participate in being that employee education specialist along with the reporting and just think of the HARP and 2S, the TAG is just this big giant back office support program for them to continue to charge a fee for the services that are being rendered, which are important. Yeah. So if people are interested in learning more, obviously we have information about the HARP and your contact information on our khsc.org website. But uh, Ryan, what's the best way to get in touch with you directly? Oh, I would just email me directly. Um, it's just rink, R-I-N-K, at 2westadvisors.com. Um, I'm still and that's old. spelled out too, right? T-W-O. T-W-O, yeah. T-W-O-W-E-S-T, advisors. Um, I'm still old school, see if I give my cell phone out to everybody. And what I found is nobody really uses it. So you might as well, the world can have it because nobody ever calls it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ryan. And uh, if, if folks are look, interested in more, just uh, please get in touch with Ryan or you can reach out to me as well. And uh, I think that'll take care of us for today. Cool. Good to see you. Thanks. For more information on Kansas health issues, go to kha-net.org.